Assalamu alaikum. I'm Khalil Alika. And I'm Zahir Parker. And welcome to AccidentalMuslims.com. So AccidentalMuslims.com is a, a movement, a platform where we showcase present and future leaders to help us live with purpose. And we believe that everybody has a story to tell. This podcast hopes to add value. So welcome and enjoy. So what's the future like for Sophia Sufti? I think I'll be focusing um, on my academic work, um, you know, thinking about my PhD proposal and continuing my work in the department. But I also see myself now being more involved in this women's Quran study circles, um, which I found, you know, very um, beneficial to myself, even as a facilitator. But actually, children's education... Um, specifically Islamic education is where I'm really focusing a lot of energy on right now, having two young girls. So I mentioned earlier being actively involved in a, in a madrasa, um, an Islamic school, and I found that very meaningful. It's about taking all of those, you know, big ideas and, you know, complex philosophies and really simplifying it in ways that children can understand and grow up um, with an experience of Islam that I would like to be expressed. And it's also about raising, you know, the future generation of Muslims. Have you found it easier that, that people are now speaking more openly about cancer and that the kind of understanding what the disease mm. is all about? Mm. Actually, the people become very supportive where cancer is concerned. Everybody thought there was a death penalty and that it was the end of a gruesome story. But now they're actually seeing that it's actually the beginning of a beautiful journey. And I think... With me coming out, like, first I was very shy about my diagnosis. I never told anyone, not even my friends knew. But once I started getting out there, putting it on social media, I got so much support from them, so much love. What motivates me is the fact that, you know, when we are born that very first day, I I thought about it the other day, when we are born that very first day, uh, we are fortunate to hear the Adhan in our right ear. And there is already an invitation for us to come to success. And and I have to honor that invitation to come to success. And whatever shape and form success takes, what drives me every day is waking up and knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created me with and blessed me with rich blessings and I have to honor that. Oh, okay. The reason why I wrote this poem was we'd actually visited a relative and it wasn't even a relative that was close to me. It was just like, uh, she, she was kind of like in her final, final days now and we were just there and she was just like lying on the bed and her family was around us. So the poem is like this. In this room, the oxygen concentrator is the only thing breathing with confidence. The one certain chest to cave and peak Lungs louder than prayers conditioning the air. The woman on the bed barely moves. The eldest child must be bravest now and remove the machine's pinching fingers. Read the down across her fulcrum. Search for damp proof of being. The other children cup their hands over hers as if they were holding in a baby bird. And for me, like when we were there with her, it was such a touching moment because, I mean, everyone was around her. The kids were reading Yasin, like there were Hufas among the grandchildren. It felt like such, because her being there made me think of my own life, my own mortality. Uh, was I doing enough? Or like, you know, like I don't believe as, as deeply as she's obviously believed and what's lacking in me that 
I don't have that level of faith, you know, stuff like that. Um, and it was just that scene that was so like poignant that I thought, no, I have to write this. But in terms of who I am, I'm, there's a part of my heritage which I'm very proud of. I am a descendant of uh, King Suleiman, and I am basically uh, the seed that actually comes from the union between King Suleiman and Bilqis. Uh-huh. And uh, my ancestors got to be known as here in South Africa as the Lembers. So they traveled from North Africa and they eventually settled in a place called Venda. And so we are the Black Jews. I am a descendant of the Black Jews of South Africa called the Lemba. And I'm a Muslim. And like my ancestors who and those who have come before me, I even take myself to pre-Adamic time. I am a slave of Allah, here to carry out the message that my sisters have been carried out. Look for a mentor was relevant to what you want to pursue and who buys into what you are about. If, if, you, if, if the person you want to mentor you doesn't buy into your business or your product, that's not the right person for you. And if he doesn't understand your, your market or the people you want to speak to, that's also not the right person for you. How do we get our youth to read? So I think the, uh, the answer is that the youth actually read a lot. They glued their phones. They're reading all the time. What we have to ensure is that they read other things aside from their Snapchats and mm-hmm. their WhatsApps and Instagrams, etc. That's what we have mm-hmm. to get to. Because they're reading all the time. So we have to look at ways of producing media that appeal to them along these platforms. And it's and I don't have time for the kind of snobbery that says, no, but they must be able to read, you know, the newspapers and stuff. No, I, really, I, had, I have very little patience for that. Media must evolve to suit its audience. We need to create media products that appeal to this generation. And I still remember it when I had a, a Yahoo email account. I've moved I mean, on to Gmail, so stop, stop judging me. But um, it was at the bottom, it said always exceed expectations. And it was something that I loved by, and I still do. Um, and the nice thing sometimes is being a, a Muslim woman, people just underestimate you. So you're going to wow them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and they so wow that they're just like, oh, my God, I can't believe that this person does all of this stuff. But then she looks like this. And sometimes it just doesn't Fits. connect for them. A bit of an anomaly for some people. Do people tell you that you're doing too much? Sometimes they do, but I think they don't also fully get me. Mm -hmm. Um, Many times I was told professionally, oh, no, 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 you're doing too much and you've got to slow down and whatever. I I don't believe that that's the case. I mean, I look at my parents and they are, alhamdulillah, 65, 66 years old and they're still going. They're still working for the community. They're still trying to make a difference. And I think that's where I get my inspiration from because... My mom and dad can easily say, oh, I'm well over the retirement age, but I don't think that they, um, and they do get tired, but they will never tell you, you know what, that look here, yeah, I'm going to, I think I'm going to like hang up those clicker dogs. My dad's still talking about playing soccer on, on William Herbert, you know, and my mom is still cooking up a pot of curry somewhere. But, and at the end of the day, my, my dad just yesterday went to a mosque meeting on the last Tuesday of every month. We all know it's the mosque meeting and my dad is there. So 
as much as I say, you know, I'm getting tired and maybe I'm doing too much. I have to look to my parents and I say, you know what, but they're still doing this, mm-hmm. man. They've still got passion for what they what they believe in and what they want to do. So we create an identity for ourselves based on where we are needed or what we do, which isn't necessarily who we are. And, you know, I, that's why I said I'm, I'm a mother, I'm a, I'm a wife. Those are roles. I'm a coach, I'm a rock, that's a role, I'm a seeker, it's a role. Um, All of those things are roles that I'm playing and at different times. And I can have five roles, I can have ten roles, I can have twelve, fifty, how many ever I want to pack on. But when I ask the question, who am I? And I do away with all the roles, what am I left with? And that's the fundamental question. And that question, if you ask it enough times and you ask it in a still enough state, it creates awareness, self-awareness, and it creates a sense of authenticity. And dare I even say it also creates a sense of connection. Being as old as I am, you, you go through these moments where you kind of think about, you know, who you are and who you are in the world. But I think what travel does is it kind of gives you um, a confirmation that you are in fact no one you are a speck and you are also everybody else um, we we go through life and everything is about you you've asked the question you know what is success who are you these are questions to um, to to set you apart from another person and at the end of the day you kind of get to this realization that we actually are all just one so what is your definition of success Contentment. Contentment. Yeah. I think if you're happy, and, and, and your contentment can be anything, and the most important place to look for contentment in the first place is in religion. I think Islam is is your base, and that's where you're going to find your, your contentment. And uh, just be true to self. I believe, I really believe that failure is part of success, because if you never failed at anything, it actually means that you didn't state yourself. Um, because what is your limit actually you've never reached your limit so you wouldn't know Um, so if you fail at something what are the learning outcomes what did you learn from that and when you can actually um, learn and implement it better the second time around whether it be a business or anything like that then I believe that you were successful so that's it for today's show we hope we added value we hope you enjoyed it But most of all, we hope our guest has inspired you to live with purpose. Don't forget to send us your suggestions via info at accidentalmuslims.com. If you know anybody out there that is inspiring, that's leading, that's living with purpose, please uh, do contact us. And remember, feedback is our oxygen. So follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I hope you enjoyed. God bless. Assalamu alaikum. Just how much you get 
and one night in that cave When the rock angel came And your life in this world will never be the same Rasulullah, Abibullah Your light is always showing me the way Rasulullah, Abibullah I'm longing for the day I will see your face Became the chosen one to proclaim the word of God. Oh Muhammad, in the brightness of the sun or the stillness of the night, you will never ever stop being kind, giving love, and serenity and love to a divided world that didn't have enough. Rasulullah, Abibullah, your light is always showing. Rasulullah, Abibullah, I'm longing for the day I will see your face. Oh, 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 you brighten up my day. Oh, 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 and in my heart you stay. Peace be upon ya Rasulullah Abibillah I really love ya Rasulullah Abibillah Peace be upon ya Rasulullah Abibillah oh, oh, oh. Rasulullah Abibillah Your light is always showing me the way Rasulullah Abibillah I'm longing for the day I will see your face Oh, oh, oh You brighten up my day Oh, oh, oh And in my heart you stay Can I have your attention? Attention. Kill a shell gun. Feel me. We go talk. I'm later. 